What is up, everybody? Welcome back to TMT Time. I'm your host, Devin Rothstein. Today's guest is part of our focus here at TMT Time on mental health and well-being. And we I'm talking about the founder of a app, a company called Two Canas, Josh Blank. Josh, welcome into the podcast. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it, Devin. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you here to talk about um, what you're doing to help uh, folks in the mental health area, especially as we hopefully come out of this pandemic. Um, I think we all need more people to talk to. So with that, uh, without burying the lead too much, Josh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into what you're doing with Toucan. Yeah, thank you. Um, couldn't agree more about the need for added focus in the mental health space. And that is exactly what we are trying to do over at Toucan. Um, as we like to say, we're looking to give everybody somebody to talk to. Uh, my background is uh, I, I'm an actually an attorney, much like yourself, um, but I um, have sort of made a bit of a pivot and moved over into the startup space. Started Toucan with my co-founder, Jane Busher, about uh, two years ago or so, and we're fortunate enough to um, get on the radar of Anthem, the health insurance company, uh, spent some time over there as an entrepreneur in residence, and then I'm um, very proud to say Toucan was the first company to join the Anthem Digital Incubator and um, complete the incubator and get backed by, uh, by that company. So you, unlike me, have actually embraced true entrepreneurialism while myself and the rest of us are still, you know, billing hours for a living. Uh, so <laughs> what, is, what does Toucan do um, and how has it evolved since you started, went through this uh, Anthem incubation program and now out you know, on your own? So Toucan is a peer support platform. What we do is we connect users one-on-one -on -one and anonymously for 15-minute audio conversations that we call huddles over a shared topic or experience. And Toucan really came about from my co-founder and I's personal struggles and looking for places to, um, to speak to someone about what we were going through in our daily lives. Um, you know, I, I personally found myself looking at the space that was out there, and um, you really have two options on either side. You have friends and family when you're going through an issue who are wonderful for many things, but not the right outlet for everything, whether it's you want to be private. Uh, I think in certain cases, fear of being judged or ostracized, or just knowing that they don't have that shared lived experience with you. And on the other side, uh, professional therapy. Um, I am a big fan of therapy. I'm the only child of two therapists, so I don't have a choice but to be. Um, but not everyone. <laughs> we haven't even talked about this. My mom is also a therapist, so you and I have more in common than I, <laughs> than I thought. You get oh, therapized all the time. <laughs> we can talk about dinner table uh, at home as children. <laughs> but what do you mean by that? How do you feel about that? What? Come on. Yeah. The, the cliches, they're, they're true. True. Um, yeah, and, and I, you know, I think not everyone is, is, I think, comes from the same background that you and I do and has that, that is being part of their lives and, you know, at their kitchen table. And there's a, I'm a big fan of therapy, but there's a ton of access issues that are real and have only gotten worse during the pandemic, you know, ranging from cost to access to social stigma. And um, so Jane and I looked at what was out there and saw that there are people looking to fill that middle ground through Facebook groups and other online forums. Uh, but all those, you know, sort of pre-Clubhouse were all text-based, um, went out and even with Clubhouse, go out into massive audiences. There's no one-on-one -on -one connection. There's no anonymity. There's no privacy. And people are really striving for that personal connection. All right. So that sounds awesome. How does it work? So uh, Toucan is a standalone app. 
And when users download the app, they create that anonymous username and then they self-select into right now it's three categories that they associate with. So those categories kind of run the gamut from social and emotional points. So being a new parent, starting a new job, stuff like that, through to clinical care journey. So being diagnosed by a, with a chronic condition, being a caregiver, maternal health, postpartum, what have you. Users then um, say when they are available. Our matching is fully done based on uh, people self-selecting to that similar category and their availability. And then we pair folks for those conversations with someone going through the same thing as them. You know, at the end of the day, our goal is to leverage the clinically proven value of peer support in an approachable and accessible way. So is it right now, I assume it's one-on-one. -on -one. Have you been looking into or studying whether you're going to start groups? Um, speaking from someone who has done all of the aforementioned uh, mental health care, I, I also find value in uh, group settings, because, you know, obviously hearing others with similar experiences, um, more than just one person is, has been helpful. Yeah, right now, Toucan only supports one-on-one -on -one connections intentionally. Um, so there's a ton of research around the value of speaking to a stranger, confiding in someone who you know you never see again. It's the reason why you talk to the person on the airplane sitting next to you, um, except our thought is, well, what if you knew that person also was a parent to a young kid? also was a caregiver for an ailing parent, had that additional touch point that makes a little more relatability. And the value of having that one-on-one -on -one connection conversation, you know, allows for that additional connection while simultaneously, and from, from a practical standpoint, allows for Toucan to be something that's easily accessible. If you're talking to a large group of people, scheduling gets more difficult. And, you know, time and time again, research shows that one of the most valuable things you can get people to do to address their mental health is to get them to start speaking about it. Um, at the end of the day, we want to democratize access to mental health. And the best way to do that is to give people access points. So we can support from a technical standpoint um, groups and maybe we will in the future, but we're really focused on that one-on-one -on -one connection. Do you have the option, like if I you know, got on the app and spoke to someone for 15 minutes, could I speak to them again? Or is it that one-time plane ride you know, next plane ride type interaction, which actually does have, you know, my, now that I'm thinking about this utility, because you're right, you can be anybody you want, you can say anything you want, and you take out of it what you need. Um, so anyways, I'm rambling back to my question, can you speak to this person more than once? Or is it a one time shot? Right now you can't. And there was a lot of thought put into to that decision because you're not the first person to ask that question. Kind of, you know, none surprised. What are you talking about? I'm like a brilliant questioner. I am the first. I am the first person to ask everything. Every other question you've asked was completely yes. organic. I've never yes. heard it before. I but mean, it's amazing. I'm I mean, coming up with amazing questions here. No one bats a thousand of them. Um, no. So intentionally you can't. And, and there's a few reasons for it. First, we're really relying on the fact that there's a ton of work done and research into the value of those organic one-off conversations. We're actually just started um, a research partnership with the, the Booth uh, MBA program over University of Chicago focused on, on exactly this and seeing how Toucan can assist them in their research. Um, but from a more practical standpoint, if you let people connect with someone else, you automatically become a social media platform or a dating site. And we didn't really want to be either one of those things. There are plenty of both of those out there. All right. So that that's a good answer. And it leads me to my next question, which is those sites collect a lot of data and use the data and study. What kind of data is Toucan collecting and 
can they use it to help improve the experience of the app and of the use for the users? Yeah, great question. Um, so we collect very little in the way of personal identifiable information. We collect an email address intentionally, and that is it. We collect nothing that qualifies as PHI or subjects us to HIPAA, again, very intentionally. That said, we do collect very meaningful data and use it solely in an aggregate and anonymized fashion. So while the end user of Toucan is a consumer, our actual customer is a business or an organization. Toucan's a B2B2C offering uh, primarily with companies and organizations making Toucan available as a wellness offering to their employees. So where the data comes into play and the real unique data insights is that we pass back to those corporate partners 100% anonymously and 100% in aggregate, again, information about what categories their employees or users are self-selecting into and what they're doing huddles on. And this is, we think, really fascinating and our corporate partners think is really fascinating information when you look into the benefit space. So right now, companies make their benefits purchasing decisions based on really one of two ways, lagging indicators, things like claims data and what have you, or generalized assumptions of what you know, a certain group of people based on demographics is interested in. With Toucan, we can let them know what their employee base is actually dealing with and struggling with. So if they see that 20% of their employees are parents to young children, 10% are caregivers, 30% are struggling with career issues, that's real unique actionable insights that they can't get through sort of an employee survey that they can then use when they're determining how to use their limited benefit spend in a way that most, um, and the way that best addresses the needs of their actual user base. All right. So that was fascinating. And I didn't realize the focus is the B to B to C. So would you explain more what you mean by that? So, you know, potential listeners, you know, companies that may want to partner with you know how to do it and, and implement and roll out the program. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I'd say first and foremost, at the end of the day, our focus is on the user. Our focus is on giving everybody somebody to talk to, benefiting the actual um, employees in that case, or the consumers. We, we do have people who come through sort of from a, a straight consumer standpoint. Um, for, the, um, for the employers, we are a really strong supplement to the existing offerings that they have. For large employers who have mental health services already available, we supplement those and drive people towards focusing on their whole person health. We also give them opportunities to address, um, you know, some things that have a tendency to fall through the cracks, but are a big focus of the healthcare and benefit space right now. Things focused around the social determinants of health, things other than your traditional illnesses that affect people. Um, on the corporate side, we get rolled out um, generally um, on a basis of a certain number of huddles, which again is what the conversations are called, per year per employee. Similarly with other benefits providers, other med tech um, providers, health tech companies, and, and frankly, other companies who are tech companies in um, sort of the wellness and physical fitness space. Um, Toucan is intentionally structured as a low add-on cost per member per month to be able to roll into those existing offerings. I mean, this is a booming industry. I remember like 10 years ago, it was like you had the Fitbit challenge and you would have like how many walks, right? Your physical fitness as part of the wellness or benefit. And it's just mushroomed in a good way uh, to include things like this, you know, mental health care. And, you know, again, knock on wood, coming out of the pandemic, I feel like it's going to grow even more. Um, so you are not a therapist or a doctor, even though I'm you not. May have spent, spent the night at the holiday and last night. 
uh, <laughs> as a lawyer, um, you're even though both you're a child of two therapists, you're um, you talk a lot about the research, what the research shows. Do you have a board of advisors or do you have a team of advisors that is in that space that's sort of guiding you or is your partner of that space? I guess I should ask about her. Um, what, who's like in your orbit helping you build this? Yeah, great question. Um, so my, my um, co-founder is uh, a brilliant businesswoman. Um, she has an MBA. Neither one of us is uh, in, the, in the mental health space. I, I studied psychology undergrad. That said, we do have a very strong team of advisors behind us with that subject matter expertise um, and frankly, a, a growing group of advisors um, to really structure the, um, the business. That said, we went um, very hard early on focusing on making a platform that was approachable, accessible, and safe and secure, both from a tech standpoint and from a um, mental health safety and security standpoint. And so the conversations we had with our advisory board, um, you know, obviously informed that strategy tremendously. I, I bet it was a very difficult decision to tell both of your parents they weren't allowed to be involved. I could see them being like, Josh, you're not doing this right. <laughs> You know, it's funny, my, my dad is, is not one for hyperbole, and I told him about this, and his response was, I think it's a good idea. It could be a great idea, which... Um, issues. Um, all right, well, so you guys are launched, you're in the App Store, and on the Android Play, Google Play, I assume. We're what? not yet, actually. Not, okay. Um, yeah, so we, we launched on iOS only. Um, okay. And we are working on putting together the Android version uh, as we speak and recognize how important getting an Android version out into the marketplace is as well. Are you doing any sort of fundraising? Are you bootstrapping this? How, how are you going to market? How are you hoping to scale? Uh, we, we were fortunate to bring in some pre-seed money via the Anthem Incubator um, and to bring our own money as well um, and have really been bootstrapping it as we go along. That said, we're at the stage now where we're looking to scale pretty quickly and are working to raise a seed round actually as we speak. Um, you know, now that we're having this conversation, I lament not having my startup sutra co-host yosh eisbart on this version of tnt time because i think he would be someone great for you to talk to i don't know if you've listened to any of those but you should tune into some of them and i will after this podcast connect the two of you i have um, and i appreciate that thank you yeah we um you know we we think that now is a really great opportunity to seek that funding and to continue to seek um external partnerships um not only because we feel very strong about the, the way our platform set up and the way that we are positioned in the market. Um, but we also you know, have recognized the fact that there's been a lot of um, changes and evolutions and recognition of sort of the, um, the whole person health uh, approach to, to healthcare, as well as a focus on really integrating the existing mental health offerings that are out there under one umbrella. You know, uh, Ginger and BetterHelp merged very recently um, and we see that as being a really great opportunity for something like Toucan. You know, for a very long time, the world has viewed two pillars really within wellness. It's the, the therapy um, uh, pillar and the mental wellness meditation segment. We believe very strongly that there is a third um, very strong pillar there. And that is one focused on peer support and that, you know, obviously we're doing better than other folks. All right. So talk to me before we get into the fun stuff here at the end, Josh, for you personally, um, talk about sort of the pros and cons and the benefits and how it was rewarding the differences between being a lawyer, uh, which myself and many of our listeners are, and being an entrepreneur and how that journey has gone for you. It's really interesting. Um, 
and it's very different um, in a really good way. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy lawyering. I spent almost my entire career working uh, as in-house counsel to companies in the tech and media and events spaces. Um, and I think that I was always fortunate in that I worked as part of small and quickly, um, uh, sorry, small legal departments at, at large and quickly growing companies. And because of that, I was able to work directly with C-suite and the business units and the senior business leaders and really learn and have an impact on the business. So that, that helped me a lot. At the same time, um, you're constantly learning, you know, and, and, and starting a company, um, you know, you start off a little, a little naive um, and you learn the things you, you don't know and you realize the things that you still don't know and bring on the right folks and the right partners for that. And that's been something that's been tremendously helpful for us. Um, you know, I still, I still practice law. And so to me, um, one of the things that's fascinating is really doing the, uh, the jump back and forth at any given point. I have, you know, my toucan computer in front of me and my, 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 my lawyering computer in front of me, and I'm uh, jumping back and forth and certain cases, but, you know, tossing on a collared shirt to, to uh, take the legal call and, and tossing back on the black t-shirt for the, uh, for the, you know, cool startup founder conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, look, not to equate this podcast with entrepreneurs and because they're not one and the same, I feel the same way about my day job of lawyering and then advising and working with clients and then hopping on the podcast. Cause it's like a, you know, an hour of learning when I get to do it a day that is totally different. People don't judge me for my unkempt COVID hair and my constant wearing of hoodies. Uh, and I get to learn a lot like from people like you and learn about what people are doing out in the real world for people that can't see at home, which is everyone. Uh, Josh also has unkempt COVID hair, uh, but you don't live in Colorado. So you don't have like the built-in excuse that I do. Uh, I assume you live not in New York city anymore. Like where, what are you doing outside of work when you're not lawyering and trying to start a business? <laughs> well, I lived in Williamsburg for a long time in Brooklyn, so I have a good excuse for uh, for having the long unkempt hair. And now I live in the middle of the woods in the Berkshire Mountains in southwestern Mass. Um, although I, I do go back and forth between the two um, fairly frequently. Um, when I'm not um, running two businesses, I am chasing my two girls. I have a, I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old, five and a half-year-old. She'd be very mad if I called her five. Uh, and a one-year-old daughter. Um, I play guitar, sort of my main uh, outlet, um, which I actually started speaking to your point about getting to do something creative as a side outlet for lawyering. I started when I was in law school, I needed some creative outlet. And um, so, uh, yeah, I do that and, and spend time with my with my girls and my wife and um, try to get out as much as we can. Uh, all right. Well, we are up out of time. Josh, thank you so much for joining us on TMT Time. Listeners, go download the Toucan app if you have an iPhone. Maybe by the time this posts, it'll be launched on the Android devices. And I wish you the best of luck with this. I think it's a terrific idea, and I hope it takes off. Thanks, Evan. And I'll say, you know, search uh, Talk with Toucan in the App Store, and that's how you'll find us. Um, and uh, I hope that... Oh, yeah. You know, before I end, I got to ask you one more question. Why, yeah. toucan, why Toucan? <laughs> uh, it is a triple entendre. Um, which uh, my, my co-founder Jane and I love a good plan words. Uh, toucans are very talkative birds. Um, additionally to the idea two can, two people can work through a situation. All of our conversations are one-on-one -on -one and um, a bit of a deep cut, but uh, two cans and the string between it, the old two can telephones. Um, so ways of communication. So 
There you go. Lots of long hours uh, put into figuring out a name that uh, has as many I, I possible like permutations as you can. So I imagine you're also playing Wordle then, if you're really into the words. <laughs> I did my first Wordle yesterday, actually, and I won. So I was really proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh. Good to talk with you today, man. Appreciate your time. Thanks a lot for having me, Evan.